Hello and welcome back to the Athletes Agency International Podcast. My name is Joseph Terry and we're here today with Antipa Mabonga for our fifth episode. She's a track and field athlete at Southern Methodist University and I was really impressed with Antipa's positivity and willingness to always perfect her craft and also push those around her. So thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. All right. Well, welcome to the Athletes Agency International Podcast, Antipa. It's a pleasure to have you, and thank you for taking your time out of the day to speak with me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm really excited to get you on and hear your story today. You know, you're kind of going to get to share to listeners, you know, how your college uh, opportunity came about and all the things that you've accomplished so far. Uh, during your time and from what I've seen it's been some great things so we'll go ahead and get started can you just give everybody a little bit of a brief background about yourself when did you start running Um, you know where are you from and pretty much everything leading up to you know before pursuing a college opportunity yeah um, so I'm originally from Zimbabwe. I was born there. And then when I was four years old, I moved to New Zealand wow. and my mum enrolled me and my younger brother in all sorts of sporting activities, mainly just like learn people or meet new people and like learn English and stuff. So I remember, um, when I was like five or six, I was, um, signed up to the local Opanaki cause that's where we lived, um, track club. And we, like did every single event um there was no real format to it and I just loved it I just loved being around people and um the competitiveness of sports and so I kind of did that from like a young age but I never really took it seriously until I was probably um year nine or ten in high school so and since then I've just honestly just continued to love the sport and just continue to grow in it and it's taken me all around New Zealand all around Australia and all around the world now so I'm very lucky and very fortunate to be on the path that I'm on. <laughs> nice. No, it's uh, track's a, a very interesting sport to me. And I, I've noticed that, like you, you mentioned, that you, you have some brothers. And uh, are, they're also track athletes, correct? Yeah. So I have two younger brothers. Um, one of them, his name is Tukundin. He's 17. And he also does triple jump and long jump and some short sprints occasionally. And then my youngest brother... Marco, who is, um, he's 12 now. He, he doesn't want for social, but yeah, he does a combination of like 1500 and mainly the sprints, but yeah. Tell us a little bit about, you know, as your younger brothers are growing up and they're becoming athletes as well, and maybe getting to Mm. train together and work off each other. Yeah. Um, my family's very, uh, we've always had like a passion for sports. So my mom in high school, and in college um, was a swimmer. So she oh, wow. holds, I'm pretty sure, oh, wow. a few of her like high school records within swimming. So she was a great athlete. Um, my dad competed in track and as well as tennis. And like I, well, my aunties and uncles were in some sort of sports. And so I've definitely grown up with sports being in my family and learning this, the basics of like training hard and like you'll perform well, but also just that pure like enjoyment of it. So when I was younger and me and my younger brothers were enrolled in sports, it was never to like, um, oh, we're going to run this race to win or anything. It was just like, this is what we do. Like sports is a part of our life and 
you enjoy it and you meet the people around. So being the oldest um, sibling as well as the oldest athlete definitely was fun with my brothers because they always try to challenge me. Like Takunda is my biggest competition. Um, mm. He's always been my biggest competition because everything he's done it with me. When we did swimming, we were together. When we did track, we were together. We, we did tennis. So he's always pushed me in that aspect and um, it's helped each other. You know, iron, iron sharpens iron. So we were always pushing each other. But mum and dad never really forced us to do track as well or forced us to do any sports. Um, it was mainly, of course, like the initial, like you get in it and if you sign up for this something, you have to finish it for the rest of the semester. But there was never any pressure put on us to do anything as long as we enjoyed it. And so like my youngest brother, Marco, is really just doing it for the social side of it. And, um, but it was fun. It was challenging. And like still today, my brother Takinda, when he was home, he now studies in Christchurch. But when he was home, he was my number one training partner. And he still texts me and being like, okay, this I did the circuit and this was my time. So what are you going to do? So, you know, it's, it's good to have that competition. And since we're quite similar in age or close in age, um, we can definitely push each other. And then both doing track as well in the similar events so it was good. absolutely and I think uh I mean every sport naturally has like a little bit of competitiveness but especially especially in track because it, it is a very individual mm. thing and then when you have a, a younger sibling that's close in your age it only uh it only makes the environment you know even more competitive because one's yeah. gonna say oh I'm faster than you or I can jump longer <laughs> or higher than you and then you know it, it's always great to see how uh, athletes who are siblings kind of work off each other it's really interesting um uh, mm-hmm. but no that's really good also you know moving on so you know you're you're growing up you're doing you know you're doing your track and how did you when did you come to the point that you would solely focus on jumping so i remember the first time that i competed in triple jump was at um a high school meet and we were in invercargill and I think someone pulled out of the triple jump and I just like jumped on in and got us some points and, you know, participated. Didn't think anything of it, but I just fell in love with it. I remember when I was in primary school being obsessed with high, sp- uh, with high jump and just watching girls compete in high jump and be like, oh my goodness, this is the most amazing thing. So when I got the chance to train in it from my coach, Lance, who said, you know, like come to practice and see how you go. Um, I thought, what happens if I just, like, for one year, what happens if I just fully go for it and see what happens, just focus on my jumps and see how that goes? Because at the time, I was also doing, like, um, 800 as well as 200, like, a real variety of events. But it wasn't until probably year nine of high school that I was like, let me just give this a go, see what happens. You know, I won't, I have nothing to lose if I don't do well in it or not that I wouldn't, you know. So um, it was, yeah from start of high school I was like let me just try this out and as I got more into it and really fell in love with it I feel like for triple jump specifically it's such a rhythm based event that once you find the rhythm you just like hooked on it you're like oh my gosh let me try to recreate this again and high jump I think has always been the love of my life I love that event just watching it and competing in it and long jump as well so um and it just grew I think it's it honestly started from something that was just pure enjoyment and then with learning more about it and seeing seniors do it and world athletes do it that's when I got more interested and specific about it so yeah no that's a great mindset and I, I see you went on to even go do 
great things even before you went to college. Uh, you went, you did Oceania Youth, youth uh, Championships. You were a gold medalist. Talk to us about being yeah. in such a, um, you know, that's that's a big stage to be at, at at a young age. Talk to us about competing in an environment like that. Yeah, um, I think it kind of you don't like fully understand the moment until you're kind of out of it. Like we have um, in the side of our hallway is this like plaque that my mum made and it has like our jerseys or my my New Zealand jersey and my medals that I have and certificates New Zealand records on it and I think at the time to be honest I didn't even think about the full extent of what I was doing I was just in something that I loved so much surrounded by incredible people that I was like okay we're going to Oceana's like we're representing New Zealand let's do this like we're going to Australia or um, so I was just really just soaking in as much as I could mm-hmm. and not trying to let the whole pressures and expectations of competing at that level come and like wear me down because I know then it would have probably like rippled effect and stumbled into my performances, but just trying to enjoy it. I know it definitely, um, you don't have a normal high school, I guess, experience with your training quite intensively and traveling quite a bit and missing quite a bit of school especially before you get to a collegiate level but yeah it was definitely something that I always come back to especially now that I'm home um just remembering those moments remembering how to travel what it felt like when I first found out that I was put onto the Oceania team and getting to represent New Zealand all those memories come back and they're amazing they really are and so just trying to like keep that drive and that passion and that trying to keep that forward so it's very exciting it always humbles me and brings me to a point of like Tebo you got all those things purely just for enjoyment training hard and doing something that you loved so keep that up and those rewards will keep coming you know absolutely that's a great mindset because sometimes you get caught up in you know the environment that you you might have reached and then the pressure builds up but it's important to remember why you started in the first place so that's, yeah. you know, hats off to you for that. That's a really good mindset to have. Um, so, Thank yeah, you. you're going on, you're achieving great things. And talk to us about what what made you decide to pursue a college opportunity in the United States? Um, it was it was actually kind of talking to like Hannah Miller and Jordan Rackham and Greer also, which are girls oh, and guys that I trained with, with Lance and hearing them talk about um, their like, process of getting a um, state sco- like scholarship in the states and the school's talking to them and I remember Hannah saying like oh my goodness SMU sponsored by Nike so I'm getting all this gear and I was like wow like what is this mm. but I never really thought I remember that was like um, my senior year of high school never really thought too much about it I was like that is amazing like I'm so happy for you guys and they're my idols like I put them on such a pedestal and I look up to and inspire to be them so much so um, but it wasn't until like I remember that nationals in December I was training and the secondary schools nationals and um, won that nationals and I was like okay like what is the next big step and my mum always says set yourself um, big and hairy goals big and scary goals that's something that scares you and I was like well what's stopping me from getting a scholarship as well like what is what is stopping me from being like great and being like all these other girls that I'm inspired to be so I just keep training, keep working hard, but also then I got such more contact from American coaches. So I never really approached anybody, but I just thought if my performances are to a high level, then 
hopefully somebody will notice, hopefully somebody will see, and then I will, like, take it kind of from there. And um, I never really fully understood the full extent of what a scholarship in the States looked like or what it entailed or how it was. It was kind of just, like, this foreign thing that I was like, okay, this is a goal that I have. Don't know exactly what it looks like, but let's just keep going for it. And um, I remember I was talking to Greer's coach at the time. She was at Washington State Uni. He came and he came to New Zealand and watched secondary schools nationals and he watched New Zealand nationals. And so mm. I got to talk to him there and I was like, wow, like this guy flew like all the way from Washington. Like this is serious. Like these people are really serious about this. So, um, and then from there I was talking to other universities and then talking to Hannah, Hannah Miller about her experience and um, at SMU and then it kind of sparked for me talking to their coach and, but yeah. Nice. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Obviously, your big performances definitely would have would turn heads, and it only helped that you were, you know, with people who were going on to experience these uh, these opportunities in the states. You know, that's that's yeah. great. Talk to us about you know, um, you know, Hannah Miller. For those that are listening, she's also uh, um, on board with Athletes Agency and got her opportunity through Athletes Agency and also her hard work. Uh, talk to us about SMU. That's where you've gone on and you've been running track and field for now three seasons. What, what sold you on SMU? And then, you know, you also mentioned that you didn't, you really know, you didn't really fully grasp what, you know, a scholarship meant. And, you know, you just kind of were hearing things. What was it like adjusting to the life in America when you first arrived at SMU? Yeah, so um, from talking to Hannah, of course we were in different events, so I knew we were going to have different coaches and our training partners were going to be separate. But from talking to Hannah just about the general school in itself, it was it's mm-hmm. a smaller private school. So living in Otadao and in Invercargill, you know, it's a very small community and everybody knows everybody. And within my training group, like I knew everybody and I knew – um even in different sports really so I loved that intimacy that I had here and being able to hear that that same intimacy that you can get within your like your training partners and your coaches and even your professors was at SMU really attracted me because my big fear the more that I did research and talked to other universities was I'm a small country girl I don't want to go all the way across the world and just be like a number on a team or get lost Mm -hmm. on a campus or um kind of just trying to find that balance of having that like family that I can create so far away from my own family and my own home and support crew that I had here so just hearing how Hannah's like yeah like my I have a great relationship with my professors no one in my classes um for me that was really attractive like just that sense that I will be I won't just be lost I won't just be a number on a team and then talking to the head coach at the time the spring coach and the jumps coach just the general interest in me as a person. Um, I think, like I've said, like being a number of teams, sometimes you'll just be seen for your marks and how you're performing. And I never want to be, I'm like so much more than how I jump and how I perform. So to, to, for me to be seen as like a person and what what else can a team bring to a team? And my coaches were really interested in that. Even the coaches that we have now are still very interested in that and just like your general well-being as a, as a human, not saying that other universities wouldn't, but that really stuck mm-hmm. out to me from SMU. So honestly, I knew nothing about Dallas, Texas. Only stories I'd heard <laughs> was 
about my mum and dad who watched the show Dallas, like, younger, <laughs> was younger. that was it, that was all I knew, um, but when I got there, like, adjusting to the experience, I say it's a small uni, but it's a big uni still compared to most of the universities here mm-hmm. at, in New Zealand, so I remember just being, like, in literal awe, like, eyes wide open, mouth wide open, walking around and just being like, wow, this place is amazing. Like, this place is everything I would have thought in more, exactly like the movies, and a little bit more. So I think once getting past that initial shock and, like, adjusting to, like, the cultural difference, it really was Mm -hmm. just like, okay, now to find my feet because everything moves so quickly. I found that, you know, you're going from class to practice to – to treatment, to meetings, to class again. To, and it was just trying to not get flustered in that and trying to find your ground and be stable in that. But it being a small school, I can have that time to be like, okay, like, I'm not lost. I can go here if I need to and I can find people who are in the same boat as me. And um, I had never trained so intensely. I remember the freshman year was, I everything just went by so quickly and it was so intense. Everything was so intense and, I remember I never really like did a lot of weight training when I was in high school and mm-hmm. to be doing three weeks, three days, three days a week of um, weightlifting, like proper weightlifting was such a shock to the body. I think a lot of it in the freshman year was just a learning curve, just learning like, okay, 20 hours of practice a week is the new normal. And um, doing that straight after 16 hours of classes, like you just have to adapt. And I, before I actually went, I talked to um, a girl called Charlotte who was there. And I said, like, give me your opinions. Like, what have you learned? What did you like? What did you dislike? And she pretty much just said, like, it's going to be the first year. It's going to be crazy. Like, it literally is. Just, and once you start traveling, once you start competing, it's just from one place to another. So I think once I was able to – I bought myself a planner. I remember – I learned that in academy and I just wrote everything down. And I was like, okay, Tiba, you need to find your feet, stable yourself, and go from <laughs> one thing to another. It was literally just take one hour at a time because if you look at it, the whole thing, you get quite flustered, especially coming from like mm-hmm. Southland where everyone's so laid back, so chill. So, um, yeah, yeah, especially like in New Zealand, the, the whole the culture is very slow paced mm-hmm. compared to what it is in the States. No, hugely. And I love Americans, I love culture, but they're very, sometimes very intense. So, um, but then being able to have that relationship with my coach from the start and being like, okay, I'm getting flustered. Like I can actually come to my coach and be like, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I'm very overwhelmed. I'm trying to keep up. But having that relationship from the start was really good. And being on a small team where I was at the start, I was the only long and triple jumper. Well, I currently still am the only long and triple jumper. So he's like, okay, let's just, like, fix this. Like, what do you need? What do you need done? So um, that was really good and why professors are really accommodating. And honestly, if I was to give any advice, I'd say make relationships with your coaches and, like, your professors because it helps, especially coming from New Zealand, like we were saying, which is a slow pace in the States. is like a 1,000 miles per hour. But, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's great. And it's always great to have those relationships. Um, you know, you, you were – because of what you were doing in New Zealand and your performance that you're putting, you mentioned that, you know, opportunities were more so coming to you. Tell us, you know, being an athlete where opportunity, your performance or performances are giving you those kind of interests. 
what were the benefits of working with athletes agency still like what what things did they still give you uh, even other than you know you know your performances bringing those opportunities to you what was the benefits there yeah they were hugely beneficial to me in the sense of like my paperwork because that was probably my mm-hmm. biggest struggle um trying to get like all the documents that i needed and it was very stressful but they were able to break everything down for me because there's a lot of steps that go into it and it's quite overwhelming and quite frustrating when you have to set SATs as well as um, be approved by the NCAA and then your scholarship, what that entails mm-hmm. and what it says. So and I knew nothing. Like I, me and my family knew absolutely nothing. So they were really able to be like, okay, this is what this means. You need to do this by this date. And um provided that additional guidance that I know my process getting to Dallas and just that's just yeah getting there would have been so much more complicated and so much harder without them so it was very including my visa like helping me sort Mm -hmm. all that stuff Mm -hmm. out and because my paperwork was quite a shamble like it it was a hectic hectic time and I remember calling Liz and be like oh my goodness I don't know if I'm gonna make it she's like no 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 like we've got this and um still in contact with her today and we kind of laugh about it but yeah that was a huge huge steps I know that's where some people get so confused about like it sounds nice to get the states and but there's a lot of work that goes into it not yeah absolutely there's there's a lot more to the process and like you said the paperwork is you know crazy especially as a foreigner coming in and having a resource Mm. like Liesl uh I mean she's just you know she would be uh, a great person to have knowing that you can always give her a call if you need something and she's you know she's she's checking up on you um you know she's really good at being there for all of our athletes um no that's good that's good to hear that you know it it, it smooth your transition moving into dallas um you know going into more of the academic side tell us a little bit about you know what major you chose why and maybe what are some aspirations with that major so I am doing a um, sports management major in a advertising minor, mm-hmm. which is quite an interesting combination. But I think um, I like could not have gotten the success that I did without my support crew. Like so many people go into everything that you do as an athlete. And I'm so thankful for everyone who walked through me, like walked with me through my high school journey as well as my collegiate journey from my physios to like – everybody people interviewed me on the radio and I want to give that back to the sports industry I want to be able to help the next athlete like achieve their next goals so that's why I was always interested in studying some shape or form of sports and sports management really just like combines just like how um like the venues and how an event is run and the really just like the management of a sports event because so much goes behind it Mm-hmm. You know, you see, like, nationals, and you're just like, oh, I'm coming to nationals, but, like, the planning, the preparations, the, the umpires and officials there. And I want to give that back to, like, the community and the sports community. And I think sports is such a universal language that everybody knows. Like, regardless of where I am in the world, a track is going to be a track, and rugby is going to be rugby, tennis is going to be tennis, and people bond over that. And I think that's such a beautiful thing, like, for me to be able to, come from Zimbabwe and go to New Zealand and still do sports and everyone recognizes it like and now be in the states and still be doing the same thing that I love I thought it's such a powerful tool and advertising 
everyone has a device, everyone sees like new ads and everyone's marketed ad and being able to use the tools of social media to reach millions of people to unite them with a universal language like sports. I feel like those two go hand in hand when you're trying to market things and trying to reach millions and millions of people. Um, Like I aspire and look up to companies such as Nike because not only do they have, you know, great um, sports apparel brands, but they also have a very vocal voice when it comes to social problems or um, the wanting more change or, you know, topics. They're very good at promoting and sharing that. And I think it's also, I think it's because of how universal and powerful sports is and how common and growing digital media and social media is. So what I want to do with those two degrees, I think, um, is really just like, yeah, use the sports industry and marketing and digital media to help promote other athletes, to help promote the good in the world and and hopefully help somebody else's journey because now more than ever, um, people are watching people. You know, people are interested in what you're doing and if some other athlete needs that exposure to get in scholarship, like marketing is the way to do it, advertising is the way to do it in the, in the sports industry. So it's my hopes and goals to use those two degrees so yeah no it's that's absolutely right and uh when i saw that you were doing sports management it really clicked with me because that's something i'm pursuing a master's in sports management currently and uh it is a really interest it is a really interesting thing you know people you know you obviously have the enjoyment of going to the events and everything but the detail and the preparation and everything behind the scenes is it's massive and it's really interesting to, you know, dig deeper into that. And mm-hmm. I like how you say you want to shine light on the good and everything. And that's really nice. Maybe, who knows, maybe one day you can do some sports management and marketing for athletes agency after yeah. after school. So, <laughs> so, you know, we might be talking in a, in a few years here, speaking yeah, of in a few, <laughs> right. Full circle. Um, Speaking of in a few years, you're, you've just uh, finished your junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, it was cut short with COVID-19. Talk to us about you know, that whole transition and how the team reacted as a whole. How are they keeping all the, your, all the runners, all the jumpers, everybody fit during this pandemic? Yeah, that has been... Um a once-in-a-lifetime experience, really, to say. Um, mm-hmm. I I remember when I first found out, like, that school was being closed, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is quite serious. But, you know, it'll be fine. Like, we'll still have the season. And then getting the – having the, like, emergency meeting kind of thing um, to explain how the season had been cancelled, it was such a shock. Like, it was – I couldn't believe it because I was like, what? Are you telling me I've been training this whole year and – for nothing almost like it was it was quite a shock and I think once everybody like on the team kind of digested it like okay next time we get to compete is next year it was for me personally because I can only speak for myself it was yeah I was heartbroken devastated but I can't lose everything that I've gained like this my junior year I learned so much so much about myself Mm -hmm. just like as an athlete in general like I was doing training um, more of a sprinter than I ever had and doing a lot more runs and had a new coach and like tweaking like different techniques and so I was very excited for this junior year to come but 
not trying to be crushed about it too much because I still have one more year and potentially maybe two more years. So, um, but right now I'm talking to my coach and just being like, well, what now? Like, what, what do we do? Because our summer program, our summer training is extended so much longer. And for me, just Mm. thinking training throughout the whole summer and then training in the fall and then in the spring that's a long time like I know for other athletes maybe they were able to do that but I know specifically for myself I've tried to learn how to like be more tuned with myself understand like where can I push myself and what is unsafe especially with like injury history but so it was really just like stay healthy um and then in a couple of weeks like take two weeks off and in a couple of weeks you will like build back up into it so and I, it was just weird. It was weird going from full-on practice because I remember we found out the news probably like on a Tuesday or a Monday and that Thursday and Friday we were going to be leaving to start our outdoor season. So to be going from peak form, like I was ready to compete outdoors, really completely to nothing. Um, I was like, I can't just stop. Like I just, so, you know, the smallest bits of training, trying to stay fit. And now we're slowly getting back into it. We've been doing for the past two weeks of body weighted body weighted circuits and and some runs and now it's kind of increasing especially with like um gyms and stuff opening up especially in level two lockdown that we've just moved into it's easier to get more equipment and be able to train and train with a few more people but honestly trying to it's been a hard transition but trying just to like see the long-term goal and just keep a focus on that long-term goal and saying, okay, just because the season's gone now doesn't mean next season has to be gone. Like just because you trained this whole year and pushed your body and learned so much doesn't does not mean it's wasted. It doesn't mean you didn't gain anything from it. Like I learned so much about myself and what I can do and how I can push myself that I can carry forwards and carry into the next season. So trying to get that mindset while being still in quarantine and locked at home, but I think this time has been good as well. Just for the first time ever, student athletes have been forced to almost do nothing. And I think when you're on mm-hmm. a like, very high and intense schedule to be doing nothing, it's like, well, what do I do with myself? Like, I have all this time now. And I remember talking to one of my friends, student athletes while on the basketball team, were like, well, I'm going to read a book. Like, I'm going to pick up <laughs> a new hobby because all these things that um, – I would be able to do if I wasn't a student athlete. Now I can do them. So this is the now the time to take advantage of those things and um, grow in other areas that I might have never had the chance to. So it's just trying to like see things from a different perspective and staying mentally sharp. Like it's one thing to be physically sharp and physically active, but if you let your mind just kind of sit and rest and be like dwell in the past, then it makes it harder just to keep moving forward so I'm trying to while corona is very present in the world I'm still trying to keep focus keep positive and keep grinding really absolutely you know it it is a tough time I think it's really going to test a lot of athletes and I think you know even more so when you guys do get to return you're really going to see who who you know who really was putting in the work to stay where mm-hmm. they are or even get better or, and, and who slacked off mm-hmm. and moving forward into that, what are maybe some of your individual goals and also maybe some of the team goals for when you guys finally do get to return? Yeah. Um, I think that is huge. Like, first of all, saying like, who's going to, 
you really are going to tell. You really are because it's it's easy as well where we're here just to be like, mm, I, I have an extra three weeks. I'm not going to do nothing in these three weeks and pick up and practice. But I think team goals definitely set. I remember the start of um, last fall, we set team goals of like win conference or like be top in conference. And of course, like things like stay positive, support each other. And our own personal goals, like mine was to be consistently up at six metres for long jump and consistently up at 13 metres for triple jump. And I I really, truly believe that I could have achieved that in outdoor seasons this junior year. And seeing the way I trained, pushing myself a little bit further, like as my mum always said, like set yourself crazy goals. So like it might be absurd for me to say like 6.20 and 13.20 are my new goals. But I think if I have this additional time, like pushing myself that just that little bit further and training that little bit harder. Mm. And I know as a team, um, we still have like, meetings like monthly um but keeping each other sharp and keeping each other accountable is I think our big goal right now just like don't lose sight of like conference that was our goal don't lose sight of that and our outdoor season is still coming like keep focusing keep training and seeing like my teammates like seeing photos in like training or working out is like gives you that fuel and that drive to be like okay I can't let these girls down I know we had like a meeting of um saying like if I'm going to come to the track and give it my all and put my literal heart out on that track and my life on the track, I will hold you accountable and hope that you do the same for me because you're only as strong as your weakest link. So I feel like it's a responsibility not only for myself to be putting in that training and that hard work and striving for bigger, better things, but also responsibility to my teammates. And I know track is such an individual sport, but within collegiate level, like you're a part of a team and I love that. Like I think it's amazing. I was I was gonna mention how it is an individual sport, but you do you you do really so well, you know. From this whole entire time I've really talked to you, you do have a really a really good team mindset, mm-hmm. and it, it really does show in the way you talk. It's uh it's really good, and I, I'm sure, you know, from what I can tell, you're you know you're out there, you're pushing others, and you're holding them accountable, uh, while also pushing yourself. Uh, and I think that's really unique in a like you said in university it is a team uh i think that's a really unique thing to have uh in, in an athlete it's really great yeah um you know so you're approaching your senior year potentially you might have another year what are your what are your plans for i know it's it seems like a far time away and trust me i've been through it as well you know you graduate and you're like now yeah. what you know you you feel like you you feel like you had it all planned out and then it actually hits you and you're you're lot you're a little lost so what are your maybe now what what are your plans after college are you think you might try to continue running are you going to pursue your sports management uh a little further uh tell us a little bit about that yeah um it has been like a time like oh my goodness okay my life plan is tips upside down tips upside down so what are we doing now but I think for me I have to also look at it like realistically and one of my dreams and one of my goals and I think within track it's really hard to be professional and live off being a professional athlete so as much as mm-hmm. I'd love to be a professional athlete and that be my career when I leave college I think um I would definitely continue competing and training but in addition to pursuing my sports management dig- well, sports management career path um I 
I know when I talk to my mom about this, she like shudders a little bit, but I think I'll stay in the States for a while just because of job opportunities. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the city of Dallas. Like I love that city now. So probably will stay there for a while, but um, yeah, I think who, honestly, another thing is like, who knows what's going to happen? Like who knew this was coming? And I know I joke around and say, if you'd asked me when I was, in high school, if you told me when I was in high school that I'd be living in Dallas, Texas, I would have thought you're crazy. Like I literally would have thought you're nuts. So <laughs> who knows where I would be in the next two or three years, but I definitely know that um, I'm not going to let my surroundings stop me from striving and achieving my goals. I've always wanted since my last time wearing the New Zealand uniform, I was like, this is not going to be my last time. So I definitely wanted another chance and striving to wear the silver throne again um, and represent my country again. Definitely want to do that. You know, Commonwealth Games. Are they Have they been pushed to 22 or 23? I'm not sure how everything's been, like, pushed behind. But in competing at World Champs and World Unis again. So those are my um, track aspirations and goals to do. So how it looks and when. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I uh... – I look forward to watching you, you know, push yourself towards those goals and hopefully reach those goals. Um, it's all, it's been, you've, you've really given some great insight today, uh, Antipa, and I really have to thank you uh, for your time. Uh, we're, we're close to wrapping it, wrapping it up. And I know it's, it's quite late for you. So um, for, last, last few things, and then I'll let you go. Yeah. You know, if now today that you've gone through this experience, if uh, someone was to approach you about the university college opportunities, what kind of advice would you give them if they were interested interested in pursuing that pathway? Yeah, I would say, um, I would say, find a place that you will like grow not only as an athlete but as well as a human. Like college and your 20s when you're mm. really in university is prime time for growth. And I think sometimes, as it, I know from like talking to my friends and as myself, you kind of forget you're like a normal human. You're a normal teenager. You're a normal 20-year-old. So put yourself in an environment where you'll grow to be this like your highest version of yourself. So because um, there's far more in life than sports and I don't know if that's probably the right thing to be saying, but, you know, there's more in sports, so you want to make the most out of your life. And I've been blessed to go to Dallas where I've grown so much as a human, and, and which has bettered my performances on the field and bettered how I view sports and how you um, view it. But also it's going to be hard. Like it sounds rosy, it, the, all the gear and the traveling and the people it's amazing like it's I love it but it's hard it is extremely extremely hard work and there's gonna be days where you're gonna be like oh my goodness I don't want to do this <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna go to practice this morning right. at 6am but I promise you it's <laughs> so worth it like if you're in an environment that pushes you to be the best you can and is in a healthy environment of course um it's gonna be worth it but you need to know that it's not gonna be easy Talent can only get you so far and you definitely see it when you're in a collegiate level, like who puts in the work, especially when it gets hard with all the demands academically and athletically, like it's going to be challenging, but like, Hey, if you go to the level where you can get a sports scholarship of some sort, 
then you definitely can succeed in that. Like you've got to believe in yourself. Um, and then for like, especially like the Kiwis out there, there is nothing like your Kiwi friends, like absolutely nothing like them. There's nothing like your American friends that you'll meet as well. So um, like, don't lose touch with those people. I don't think people will, but I remember someone told me that and I was like, what? Like, of course I'm going to keep in touch with everybody that I have from home, but it's hard. Like you will see that when you're in it, it's hard to find any time, anything, but like your teammates or your classmates or anything else. So keep in touch and like with the people who got you there, because so many people got you that level. I keep in touch with like all the people that I know from, um, in Vicago, from Academy Southland, from all the people that competed in high school, because those people got you there. They saw you grow and like, it's your roots, you know, you never forget your roots. So, those would probably be the big three things that I would advise, but like enjoy it. Honestly, you go to university, you live life once, have fun, make the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is. It is more about the full experience. You know, the the whole university, uh, college sports, being a student athlete. You know, obviously. You, what got you into the opportunity is the sport, but there's more, there's more to it. And you, when you come out of it after your four years, you're, you're it either, you, you either become a better person or it, yeah. it gets to you. You know what I mean? So it's more about coming in with an open mind, which you obviously have and making the most out of your opportunity and really embracing mm-hmm. the culture. Um, and yeah, absolutely. You always need to, you know, Remember how yeah. you got there and who helped you, you know, along the way. It's it's really important to keep those things in mind. Uh, and, you know, like you said, always got to, you got to come ready to work because nothing, you know, uh, great things yeah, don't come easy. Course. Yeah. You know, so I, it, there's always hard work. It always might look easy from the outside, but once you're in it, you, you know, you have to stay dedicated. And like you said, those 6 a.m. practices, mm-hmm. uh, you know, waking up early and, you know, the the morning the the night before you're like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. do I really gotta wake up that early to go to go train and then go to class and then maybe have to train later? But you know, you do, and you I think that structure uh, of the you know student athlete life really uh, follows you for life. Um, you know, something that I always do now is um, now that I'm out of college is I write down my schedule of my day hour yes. by hour. And that might seem crazy. That that literally might seem crazy, but for me, it's just like college. You know, you, you six a.m. I wake up. I'm, I'm, you know, right. what am I doing? And then you know, you go out about your whole day, and that structure just kind of sticks with you. Um, and it really, you know, it helps you succeed and achieve things that might seem daunting. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. Um, now, you know, looking uh, in your footsteps now. What was your favorite thing about working with Athletes Agency? Um, my favorite thing would be I'm a huge relationship person. Just a relationship that I made with everybody. Like with Liesl, the she came to Dallas actually and she had her kids with her and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to meet you for a coffee. Like having that relationship and knowing that um, she helped, well, the agency helped me get my scholarship and my paperwork. But if anything ever happened to know that like she's they're just a phone call away I can just call or if I'm in Auckland or in home like I can call and catch up and um that was like my favorite thing I think I don't know just knowing that like that support I'm big on like support systems and your crew 
Absolutely. It's a, um, it's a very personalized environment, uh, almost family-like and, you know, you always, we were always there for you guys and, you know, not, you know, when you guys get to university, it's more, you know, you know, we're here if you need us, but we're not overwhelming. And, uh, it's always nice to know you have that support system and it, and honestly, any kind of support system, a positive one will help your performance in your sport, whatever it may be. Um, I know it does for me. Um, and lastly, like what we like to call it is the America starter pack. What would be four essentials that you would bring, uh, or tell somebody to bring to SMU? (laughs) Um, I would say bring sunglasses and an umbrella because Texas has such bipolar weather. So you do not know what's going to happen. Um, Mm-hmm. what about those texas what about the the dallas winters did that really catch oh you off guard goodness. nobody ever told me about that i was like oh i'm going to texas <laughs> a desert what do i need jackets for like i'll be fine and i remember calling mom and be like mom it's colder here than it ever is in southland like i'm freezing it's about to snow so that, was it. <laughs> that hit me straight across the face i was like what is happening um so yeah bring a jacket that was <laughs> as well but um I would say bring a camera because Dallas has amazing sightseeing places. Um, there's like two mm-hmm. things. I don't know. Bring a open mind because it's Texas and very good. Bring your most authentic South, I think, and keep that as well. You know, when you're going to the States. Oh. Very nice. Very nice. The camera is a new addition. I, I, I like the, uh, I like to open mind and bringing yourself. That's very yeah. important. Um, well, Atipa, thank you. Thank you so much for speaking with me. Um, it was a pleasure hearing your story. Uh, you've done great things in the short amount of time that you've had at SMU so far. And I know uh, bright things are ahead of you. Uh, and I'm excited to see how you progress. Uh, so thank you for coming on. And I'm sure we'll be yeah, touching the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've loved talking to you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to all these episodes. It's been a pleasure to speak to such special athletes and even more of a pleasure to know that we're representing these athletes. Um, Also, I want to thank Antipa for coming on today. Uh, I learned lots from her, Uh, such a positive person and a positive athlete. And I think the bright things are ahead of her. And I'm very excited to see where her track and field career goes, as, as well as her sports management career. Who knows, maybe she'll be coming to Athletes Agency in a few years and it'll be a complete full circle. So once again, thank you for everyone for tuning in. Uh, please go follow us on social media at Aussie Athletes Agency and Kiwi Athletes Agency. And also go give us a follow on Spotify for the Athletes Agency International podcast. Till next week.